Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. I am Chris Scheim. Joined finally once again. The reuniting has happened. Ryan Garvin back in the studio. What's going on, Garvin? How are you, bud? I don't think your microphone's on. Is his microphone on? Yes. Oh, yes. You should definitely move because that mic is definitely broken. I am convinced that mic is broken. I don't hear you with my headphones. I only hear myself. So. Thank you. Uh, anyways, this is the producer show here on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. It is a jam-packed, busy week here in uh, in sports uh, from the DeMar Hamlin situation uh, with the Bills and Bengals game and that game being called the no contest uh, to now all of the playoff scenarios. Thankfully, DeMar has woken up. He's, he's on the mend already, which is amazing. Uh, and now we have all these playoff implications for football games and how the no contest of the Bills Bengals game affects everybody else. How do you kind of assess the 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 chaos that is going to happen this, this, this has been oh there I am. This has been like the strangest week in just for as a Patriots fan. Just and watching emotionally, everything fall out. I don't know like, like I I feel kind of bad rooting for this team based on knowing every time you look up at ESPN NFL network, it's somebody waiting outside the hospital in Cincinnati doing stories. Um, This is, you know, this was going to be such a supercharged event in the best of times. It's just, it's kind of what we've grown accustomed to with the Patriots bills game. And then, I mean, you go back to just how everything was on Monday night and the uncertainty, not knowing if I mean we we were talking. I've never about seen anything. A like week that. of football postponed, and in the moment, I'm like, I don't know if I can really fight back against that because there's so much uncertainty with Demar Hamlin, and thankfully the 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 updates we've been getting day to day have been so good to the point where. Now he's talking. He he's FaceTimed with the team yesterday. With his team. Like, he's going, did we win? First thing he's asking is, did we win? And by the way, that was I, that either had to be made up or that doctor is the corniest son of a bitch I've ever heard. Like, I, I also had a, you a, wanted a, the game of life. a slight level of skepticism. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm, but like, at the same time, I, I'm I very happy that he was awake. In trash what's going on because it is, it's not a word that I like to throw around, but it's nothing short of miraculous that... It seems like for now he is he, Demar Hamlin's come out of this on the right side of something that was very scary and something I I can't ever remember seeing in you know my thirty plus years of watching football. Yeah, it was I've, truly a bizarre night. I've never seen anything like it. Um, but thankfully, luckily, he has come out on the right side of things. He is going to begin healing. He is going to be begin. You know, trying to get back to who he was and what he was uh, with his family by his side. And we we send our wishes and, and hopes and prayers to DeMar Hamlin. And, and now, so happy that now the, the, the Patriots out. are the thing in the way of just really completing, like, the, the Disney movie, your Hallmark movie, whatever. They are just the first you, stepping stone to get go stomped on. And you, you win one for DeMar. And we all have to sit here in New England and go, yay. It's, we, we we need to win. This it, isn't a trash bag game. It's got to be a a playoff and winning. You're in, baby, kind of game, right? It's everybody? really tough too because Pat's on three, one, two, 
they're okay. Everyone's leaving. It, 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 the Patriots need to win this game to get into the playoffs. They now have to not only just deal with a team that has owned them over the last couple seasons, but now also deal with the emotion of the DeMar Hamlin situation. The emotion that's going to be in that building in Buffalo is going to be unlike anything we've seen in a very, very long time. That place is going to be absolutely rocking. Uh, And I can't, if you're a Patriots player, I can't even imagine what that's going to be like dealing with, right? I mean, Walking into an opponent stadium and just the energy and the emotion that are going to be there. That is, Fourier said it when he was doing a quick little segment with the Greg Hill show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, that stuff matters. Like, that, it, people think, oh, yeah, whatever. But in football, like, oh, that you're just emotion, hardwired to, you know, we play on and. Yeah, emotion and energy matter in no, a football game. I, I think because of how unprecedented that every, the, the fallout of, of Monday night was. Um, I, I don't think it's just as simple as, all right, you know, let's put the pads and lace up the cleats and go out there and win one so we can extend our season. I mean, it would be really, you know, I, I think it would be tough for a lot of players to, to kind of program themselves like that. I, I, I really liked what Devin McCourty had to say when he was on with you guys. As he was far awesome. As, you know, I know it was my first time. Look, I've never played a single down of, of organized football, but I know if I was a player, I would have so many questions the day after. I, I, I'm talking to my doctor. I'm talking to the, the training staff. I'm talking to everybody about, you know, how did this happen? Could this happen to me? I, this was such a routine play. Am I, am I susceptible to something like this? Is there something going on with my body that I don't know about? And I, I thought it was it was refreshing to hear somebody who's played as, as many downs of football as Devin McCourty has go. You know, it was chilling to watch. And, and the thing that he said that sucked me was it was eye-opening. And I think going forward, that's always – I think it's going to be on the minds of a lot of players this week, the rest of the season, going forward. Um, you know, it would be kind of foolish if you didn't kind of have a new uh, – sort of angle of looking at this as far as what yeah, yeah. thank you perspective that's the word I, was, I could not think of it 806 in the morning perspective <laughs> on all how this all fell out and it leads us to this this football game which i mean look i don't know about you man but i i couldn't see in the best of times how the the new england patriots were going to uh knock off this bills team correct me if i'm wrong the line opened it the patriots plus seven no that is incorrect. It the didn't line, open at seven. No, no, no. The line opened at Patriots plus nine and a half. The line then what? dropped because Wait of... Wait a what? Be, well, because with the situation, they weren't really sure. Uh, th- this The opening line was from a while ago. So th- this isn't necessarily just like the opening line from this week. Uh-huh. This is more of a look-ahead line. Um, and then things fluctuate when you're unsure of if the Bills will play starters because they may have the first seed and how all that's going to shake out. So Vegas doesn't want to screw themselves. But the crazier thing to me is that the Patriots are still getting a like more than 50% of the money. At seven that has points. to be what it is because so, I, I saw them at seven, and then I saw the line move up to seven and a half. So I figured maybe there there is money actually coming in on the Patriots. So yesterday, as of yesterday, the Patriots were getting sixty percent of the bets with sixty six percent of the money. So the majority of the bets, the majority of the money makes sense. Right now, the Patriots are only getting thirty four percent of the money or the bets. I'm sorry, the the amount of actual physical betting slips, uh, and the Bills are getting sixty six percent. However, the Patriots are getting more than fifty three percent of the money. So uh, massive amounts of money are being bet on the Patriots still to this moment, which I don't 
makes no sense to me. Now it's seven and a half instead of seven. And a lot of you can still find seven in some places, but it's mostly seven and a half. Um, I just I don't understand the draw of betting the Patriots. It makes uh, between the emotion that the Bills are going to feel, uh, what Josh Allen has just done to the Patriots the, in general. The last all, matchup with these all two of that, teams. Was cool. All of the stuff from this past week aside, just looking at the matchup of Bills versus Patriots, Josh Allen has literally dominated, absolutely dominated Bill Belichick over the last couple of seasons. And, and Belichick cannot figure out how to stop him or the Bills offense. I understand that earlier in the season it was only twenty four to ten. That felt more like thirty to ten than it did twenty four to ten. Just the the class of football between what what it's Buffalo massive. and New England are doing at this time, and it, maybe it won't be like that forever. But no, it won't. I as mean, as we stand getting ready for a game on January eighth. By the way, happy birthday, mom. Um, happy birthday. It's it's going to be. I, I really predict it's going to be more of the same. So the only way if the Patriots want their season to be extended. We are rooting for, let me see if I have this right, because I've said it wrong every yeah, I got single re- time. I got it nailed, so go ahead. We need Trevor Lawrence to have a great day in the yep, Jags that game's to tonight at 8 o'clock. You'll we know right away. We need Joe Flacco and the mighty, mighty New York Jets to knock off Skylar Thompson. Plausible. Skylar Thompson stinks. That, that could be up there, and the Miami Dolphins have to lose. And then... And this this is this might be where you lose me, Patriots fans. Yeah, this is tough. Do I need Deshaun Watson to have a good day and beat um, the Steelers? That's correct. Oh, man. I'm out. I'm out. Joe? <laughs> no. No. We're not rooting for no, Deshaun I'm, Watson. I'm not rooting so here's the for deal. Deshaun. I have to have – I don't have a lot, Shime. Mm-hmm. Joe, good morning. I don't have a lot of principles. This has to be one of them. Oh, absolutely. Rooting for Deshaun Watson is something I honestly don't know if I can look at myself in the mirror every day and go, you're a good person, Ryan. You're doing the right thing. Deshaun Watson, he's good for business. And if the Patriots end up going to the playoffs, because a lot of people are going to say, that was, by the way, sidebar, weird thing that people were talking about while I was on vacation. Dude, the Patriots deserve to be in the playoffs. What difference does it make? If they win and they get there, who cares if they deserve it or not? Sure. But that would feel kind of slimy if... Patriots lose. And Your then hopes rest on Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Flipping <laughs> Watson. It doesn't have to be Watson. Nick Chubb could have a big day. Well, yeah, but Deshaun Watson's still the quarterback. That's that's why they're paying him forty million dollars so Nick Chubb can go out there and run all over the place. <laughs> and it's so instead, so what I've done is, uh, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. Would I like to Help see the Patriots? Would I like to see the Patriots get into the playoffs? Sure. Yes. Would I laugh if they don't? Absolutely. But. In case they don't, I'm actually I've strung together a nice little parlay because you know I am a degenerate. I I've like heard. to gamble. Yes. Um, I just think in a very weird year, in this crazy year of all kinds of chaos, uh, it would be apropos for a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers to just stumble and sneak their way into the playoffs. Right? It just kind of makes sense, and then they'll get stomped in the first round, and everybody goes home happy. And Mike Tomlin has his winning record, and everybody's good. And they're just more confused. Like, is Kenny Pickett a capable quarterback? What yep. are we doing? Which, now, it, I can tie this in because you, you bring up the gambling aspect, so I would like your opinion on this. Um, one of the things that was discussed as we started the show talking about, you know, the all the fallout from what happened with DeMar Hamlin on Monday night, one of the things that Mike Florio proposed, and I imagine – one of two things happened. Either he was chumming the waters to see if this was a possibility or he heard this from somebody that they could add an eighth seed. Thank I you. Thank that. you that, that you just rolled your eyes for the radio audience. Chime just fell out of his chair. 
the idea that the, and that did not end up happening. Um, I Thank have God. all the uh, the popsicle headache that is. Well, the, I also uh, think it was a the, little the tie breaking procedure. It was a little late to do that in one regard. So just logistically, it, it was unfair because a lot of teams uh, that thought last week maybe didn't matter. A team like the Titans perhaps sat players like Derrick Henry in an attempt to make sure that they won tonight. Right. Whereas if there was an eighth team. Well, if I had won that game and I had gotten a 9-8, and eight, I would have had a legitimate shot at getting into the playoffs if there was an eighth team. So I think logistically that's one of the reasons why they couldn't do that right now. However, I wouldn't rule For the future, I though, would not rule it out. Like, and just taking away all first-round buys and making playoff seeding about home field advantage, I would not be shocked by that well, at all. Two, two things that, that trouble me that I've seen, you know, and again, this could all just be, uh, you know, spitballing and conjecture from Mike Florio, but I'd like to believe that he might know something that I might not know. Yep. One of the things that, that really had us all shaking our head was the eighth seed, because I just feel like every year on Wild Card Weekend, and by the way, last year your Patriots were this team along with the Eagles where you go, oh, man, you have no business being in this game. You have no business playing 100%. whoever it is, the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Tampa think, Bay Bucks. I think it was the Packers that smoked the Eagles No, last. it was the Bucks. Oh, it was, it was Tampa Bay last yeah. year where you just go, oh, man. And then the NFL's like, oh, you you don't like that? We're, we're going to give you more of it. You're like, no, no, no. I don't want this. No, no, no. Well, on top of that, it's something you don't want, and we're giving you more of it. Like, to that point, sucks. the quarterback matchups this week, Suck. Oh, we got to talk about that a little bit on the other Holy side. But then smokes. the other thing that, you know, and again, it's it's not out of the realm of possibilities that the NFL would use a really unprecedented situation to capitalize on a time to experiment with some stuff that they might have been thinking about. The other thing that is on the table right now, depending on how things fall out with Buffalo, Cincinnati, uh, the Ravens by proxy, and I guess Kansas City as far as the seeding goes, is a potential neutral site for the AFC Championship game. And I, I'm trying to find the tweet. Maybe I'll have it after the break. Oh, the owners have to be licking their chops. That because there this could is potentially a... be, as it was called, a Super Bowl light. Bingo. Where you have your championship games at a neutral site. Well, I think it was Courtney on our show had mentioned it, it would be similar to like a Final Four. Yeah. Like the NCAA Final Four when you come to March Madness. It's like, all right, perfect. We're going to have both championship games in the same city, uh, AFC on Saturday, NFC on Sunday, vice versa, whatever you want. Both games in the city come. It'll be we'll massive. We'll make an event out of it. And then two weeks Zach later, Brown we have the Super Bowl We'll play halftime of one of yep. them. We'll, exactly. We'll get Baby Rexa to do halftime of the other one. Rexa. I like, I like her. But it's just, I would not put it past the NFL to go, hey, this is a really good time to uh, to mess around a little bit. Before we hit the break, uh, something I want to explore with you, Shine. Oh, okay. Uh, when we come back, and again, 617-779-7937, if you would like to join Shine and myself on the producer's show. The three AFC teams look like they could easily roll out of bed and win a Super Bowl. Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo. Sure. I want to know, from my football guy, Chris Shine, is there a fourth team in the AFC that you look at and go, ooh, I'm feeling good about them? Uh, yes. Yes, there is. I want to know who We will is. get to that coming up uh, after the break. We'll get you with trending here real quick. Uh, Ryan gave the phone number 37937. If you want to get us on the text line, you can also tweet at us as well, at Shime Time, and you are at... At Ryan McGarvin. Perfect. Let's get you caught up with trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. 
The Patriots will get two key players back this Sunday in Buffalo as Marcus Jones and Devontae Parker have both been cleared to play. Jones and Parker both were dealing with concussions. Uh, Jones only missed last week while Parker missed the last three games. Five others are questionable for Sunday. Jonathan Jones, Jacoby Myers, Jalen Mills, Brendan Schooler, and Jonu Smith. And in other roster news, punter Jake Bailey and rookie Jack Jones have been moved to the reserve suspended list. I don't know if you saw that when you saw this, Ryan. Yeah. If you were as confused as I was, uh, suspended. It is- was verbiage I had never seen before. And then, um, you know, a, a Burt Breer had heard from the agent. Um, I know Pat's cat, Miguel Benzin, uh, had the, the ramifications of this. Yeah. Very strange language as far as what you're doing. You know, I understand with Jake Bailey, but what are you doing with your rookie cornerback right now? Yeah. According to Mike Reese, Bailey and the team had differing views about his readiness to return, and multiple sources are saying that Jack Jones was late to rehab sessions for his injured knee. Uh, the Bills have a clean injury report, and they got an energy boost as DeMar Hamlin had his breathing tube removed yesterday and even FaceTimed with his teammates on Friday. Another NFL news, Skylar Thompson will get the start for the Dolphins this Sunday against the Jets. Miami needs a win, and the Patriots lost to make the playoffs. We also have two NFL games today on Saturday. We got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders at 430. You also have the Tennessee Titans visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars in what will determine the AFC South tonight at 8 15. The Celtics wrap up their four-game road trip in San Antonio against the Spurs, tip off at 6. The Bruins will play their second of three straight games in California as they battle the San Jose Sharks at 10.30 tonight. They'll also play the uh, Anaheim Ducks tomorrow at a much more reasonable time of like 8 o'clock. And the Red Sox officially announced the signing of Justin Turner. One-year deal with a player option for 2024 to make room the team has DFA'd right-hander Darwinson Hernandez. You know what jersey number he's wearing? What jersey number is that? Number two. Ooh, number two. I don't think Red Sox fans are going to be overly happy about that. Ooh. Yeah, Jacoby Ellsbury's number. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jacoby Ellsbury's number. Take yes. this out, Joe. What are you doing? Uh, that's what's trending. We'll be right back. Sports Original, W-E-E-I, I am Chris Scheim. Next to me, of course, Ryan Garvin. Of We've course. finally been reunited. He's on a microphone that works. This is great. Uh, Ryan, you had a question for me before the break. Uh, please repeat it for the audience for anyone that wasn't listening. Uh, yeah, well, quick sidebar question before Ooh, okay, I get into ahead. what I teased before the break. So it snowed yesterday. Sure did, um, briefly. First, thank you. Briefly, nothing. So is there some kind of like city ordinance that goes into effect that... No matter what happens, first snow of the year, we have to get all the city trucks out. I had a a plow truck come down my street at about 1230 last night in salt and sand. So the I think am the, I missing something? Is this like all yes. right? They're, they're sitting around. We have to do something. It was thirty five degrees last night. No, I know, but I think the the fear was. And, oh, that- by the way, I live on a dead end street. I think when that, I went out to the main street, there was nothing there. Yeah, I think there was fear that it would freeze over last night, that oh it would be God. a little colder than it actually was. It was very foggy this it's morning okay. driving yeah, it in. It was foggy. it was gross. Wasn't a fan of that. Um, but yeah, so I think the salt and sand was more so a precautionary thing uh, than anything else. But uh, okay. we definitely didn't need plows out because no. it, it was like 
half an inch of snow. Not even. Like, it was ridiculous. And, and it was all slush. You could literally just, like, grab it with your hand. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Joe. It, it, it snowed for, like, 20 minutes. It was light. It was it was barely anything. Yeah, I find it slowed a little bit more than that. But, okay. like, even still, it's re- it was really nothing. Again, nothing you need to go and shovel. I, I found it weird that, that you know, my, my street got salted, but, you know, all the other main streets around me didn't. All right. The question I asked going into the break, because I look at Cincinnati, I look at Buffalo, I look at Kansas City, in the AFC, three teams that could fall out of bed, put on their helmet and their jock strap, and go out and win a Super Bowl. Yep. Easy. So, Christian, I ask you, gambling, savant, football, know-it-all. Thank you. Do you. you see another team, a fourth team in the AFC that gives you those good feels that gives you that, ooh, I could see a parade there. I could see them in an AFC championship game. I could see them upsetting some of the big dogs in the AFC. Is there a team right now in the AFC that could challenge those three teams? Because I have a name, but I'm not sure why I feel this, so I want to ask you first. Yeah, I'll give you one and a half Okay, is where I'm at. Uh, half I, I think the number one team that I think that people are just kind of overlooking is the, the Los- Patriots. No, oh. the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert's freaking awesome. Uh, I know people will tell you that two is better or whatever, internet quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Those people are dumb. Those people are just trying to get you, get a rise out of you. They're just trying to make a statement on ESPN to make themselves go, you know, viral. Not a two guy. Uh, It's not that I'm not a two guy. I think two is pretty good. I don't think he's great. I think he's pretty good. But Justin Herbert is otherworldly good. And the difference in Justin Herbert right now uh, is that the – I don't know, three-quarters of the season he was playing without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, it felt like. Um, With both of them on the field, he's an entirely different quarterback than when he's throwing to Josh effing Palmer and DeAndre Carter. Oh, household names. Exactly. All the very, very much household names. Austin Eckler, also awesome. I think the only thing that kind of uh, gives me pause about the Chargers, I'm not exactly sure where I fall on Brandon Staley. I think he can sometimes be a little bit of a boob, but lately his defensive game plans have been a lot better um, than earlier in the season, and so I'm not sure if he's kind of just uh, figuring out exactly how his pieces fit together properly or what that is, but offensively, this team can compete with the Cincinnati Bengals, they can compete with the Buffalo Bills, and they can compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. You saw them play the Chiefs. Was that the first Thursday night football game, I think, week two yes. uh, on Amazon Prime? Yep. You saw them really battle with the Chiefs in that game. Uh, I think you can see something similar to that in the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked. I really like this Chargers team. Uh, if there's a team that can get to the AFC Championship and possibly make a Super Bowl, similar to kind of what the, the Bengals even did last year, I think the Chargers would be my it's pick. It's interesting that I, I completely forgot the, the LA Chargers existed, which is weird because they have won 10 games this year. And I think I want to like Justin Herbert. I love him. I, I really, yeah. I look at him and go, there's something there. Um, he I think he, he makes great plays with his arm. I think... There, there were a lot of times, especially earlier in the year. If I'm this season has been this, another quick sidebar for me. This is this season has been exhausting. Oh, I don't know if it's day, night, up, down, left, right, nope. anything. And I, I have this memory. I think it was this year. Watch, and it might have been that Thursday night game against the Chiefs, where I'm watching Justin Herbert, who was clearly injured. Didn't they? He had some yeah. Weird he's been dealing injury. with rib injuries. It was like a fractured cartilage or something. He suffered that like that early in the year. But I, I remember, forget which game that was. But it, he's it been early. dealing with it. Yeah, right. it's very early. He's been dealing with it, and he finally seems like he's healthy again. But he looked so 
hurt in that game. And I'm pulling my hair out watching this game going, Brendan Staley, he is lamenting. There was one specific play with Justin Herbert where he just needed to step for like two yards and he would have had a first down easy. Yep. And he ended up dumping the ball because like that whole side of his body just was like, I'm not doing this anymore. We're bailing. And I don't understand how Brandon Staley can look at that guy and go, that is fun. Rub some dirt on and get him back out there. When you look at the Chargers, they have not been to the playoffs since they were 12-4 and four in 2018. And they should have been there last year, but they right. just choked it all away against the Raiders, and it was just it was a, a brutal finish to what we thought was going to be a great start to Justin Herbert's playoff career. They, so I think they have a, a fairly competent defense. It's really, it's I like the quarterback. I think the pieces work. Uh, and yes, they won 10 games uh, in a division that I think might have been a little more competitive than, than we had initially believed. But, but uh, yeah. the head the head coach is the one I go, ah, is this the guy? You 100%. Know? That's so, the schedule was ridiculously soft, too. I'm just, these are, these are the 10 wins I'm listing off. Week one, Raiders by five. I think that's a better win that people give them credit for, but go ahead. At Texans by 10, at Browns by two. Over at home versus the Broncos. I haven't overtime. heard a good win yet. I, yeah. Continue. Uh, at Atlanta by three. Uh, uh, at Arizona by one. Uh, uh, home versus Miami by six. I think that's a decent win. Tennessee by three. That was, at yeah. Indy by 17. And versus the Rams by 21. They, they've yeah. won five out of their last six, which is where they've ended up. So To be fair, but I like here's, here's my thing with this team. I think... When you look at their schedule-wise, right? Like, if you look at the Patriots' schedule, they haven't beaten anybody good either. I think there's just a lot of meh teams in football right now. Yeah. And at least they're getting the job done against the bad teams, right? You look at their losses. Their only losses are the Chiefs, understandable. The Jaguars pumped them in week three. Uh, The Seahawks, who I think are a pretty good football team, but not great. Uh, The 49ers, Chiefs. And Raiders. There's not really a bad loss on that schedule. They beat bad teams and they lose to good teams. And sure, but the, why does that sound so familiar? Because uh, <laughs> we've lived it, Joe. That's, that's why I say this season has been exhausting. So, okay, that's I, – I can buy in on the Chargers. I'm, you said you had a half team all Yeah, the half team uh, for me would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, thank you for saying that. I'm in on the Jaguars, because baby. Jaguars country, let's ride. For full disclosure, I would like to say that I had this this stroke of genius last night. Oh, okay. Driving home. All right, going, Einstein. What, what am got? I going to talk to Chris Schaub about tomorrow? My first producer <laughs> show of twenty twenty three. In reality, no. I was listening to the Rich Keefe show, which is very good. I highly uh, recommend to check out the the Rich Keefe show as well Excellent. as all the new programming we have going on right now at WEEI. Uh, and he was talking to Kyrie Thompson, and that was a question I heard Keefe pose is which team in the AFC do you feel really strong about outside of your top three big dogs? And for whatever reason, the name that popped into my head without a, a second thought was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. And I don't know if I am just a victim of the moment. No. Because, again, same thing with the Chargers. Same thing, I feel like, with the Vikings, where you look at these teams. Oh, and the going, Vikings are such frauds. But, again, and, and maybe the Chargers fall into that category, too, as far as Two teams that have had, you know, some pretty watchable, you know, entertaining games. That Colts game with the Vikings was at Christmas, I think. Um, Crazy game. But you look at them and go, are they that good? 
Jacksonville has rattled off also. Uh, I had it here somewhere. I They've think won five, six of seven or five six of six. Of, they started the season three and seven, and since then they've gone one, two, three, four, five, five and two. Five, they're five of their their last six. And their only With, losses came to the Chiefs and the Lions. And by the way, the Lions, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I am pretty sure I said on radio about a month ago, get ready for the Lions. They will be flexed into a primetime game. Now, Amen, baby. this Lions week, country. And it ended up happening. I did not know that was going to happen because the zombie uh, that is Aaron Rodgers has, has risen from the dead I and all of a sudden started doing Aaron Rodgers could things. could knock him out earlier in the day. If could happen. True. Could happen. I just think it's more remarkable that the teams ended up there. So I look at, you know, that was their one loss, Jacksonville. That was their one loss in their last stretch since the bye week. But they've knocked off the Ravens, the Titans, the Cowboys, the Jets, and the Texans. A couple good wins in there. Like beating that, that Ravens game, too. Lamar Jackson People played. People love the Ravens. Defense. And they made a massive comeback. That was one of those massive blown leads by the Ravens. It was like... Yeah, Peterson uh, went for two late. Went for the win instead of the Yeah, tie. exactly. Went for the win. And that's I think that's the other key factor for me when you're talking about the Jaguars in the playoffs. They have a legitimate coach that's been there before, and he's not going to crap himself in a big moment, right? right? It's a guy the Patriots have firsthand see not be afraid to go for the jugular in big moments and live and die with the consequences and not make some stupid, silly nanny decision. Like, he is going to get out there. He is going to make sure Trevor Lawrence is prepared. And, again, we talk about the coach and then the quarterback. And Trevor Lawrence has been awesome in this stretch of games. I think Doug Peterson has effectively figured out exactly how to approach a game plan with Trevor Lawrence now in the second half of the season. And on top of that, they're not afraid to be down in games. They get down early to teams like the Cowboys. Well, that's good. Doesn't that, matter. That tends to happen to Jacksonville. Yeah, especially when you're regular. playing a team like the Chiefs or the Bengals or the Bills. You might get down early, but they, it doesn't it doesn't affect them. Trevor Lawrence has been excellent in the final minutes of games. They've been good from behind. They've been able to come back again. Again, like a team like the Cowboys, they were down fourteen nothing to start that game. Ended up winning forty to thirty four in overtime. So I, I, I just I think the Jaguars they're going to be frisky. Is they're one of the they're my frisky, frisky team, right? So you look at the they're AFC, in the frisky tier, the tier Tuesday, the, the AFC playoffs. Like it's like. The powerhouses of Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. You have your frisky tier of Jacksonville and the Chargers. The Ravens are like borderline frisky, but borderline irrelevant. The Ravens and then whoever's have, that seventh seed is just irrelevant. And, and that—that's what I heard uh, our own Kyrie Thompson say. Like that's the team that that he's kind of intrigued by. If I heard him correctly, I don't know. It was, it's a Friday. Just, I'm I'm done at that point. I but can't because the, I just don't Ravens know where Lamar Jackson ha- is. Thank you. The, the Ravens have a lot. Up in the air right now, and and it's really all predicated on the health of their quarterback. And I believe that that Tyler Huntley was also limited in practice Correct. as well. And I think that John Harbaugh is is begging, pleading on down on both knees, going, "Please, I need you. I need you to play Snoop in this Huntley, game. I need you. you to don't, play. I don't even know who our third string quarterback is. I think it's like <laughs> Anthony Dobson or something. But, Anthony Brown, I think it is. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Oh no no no, Dobson." Is I got a list here also of of the, all the bad quarterbacks. The Ooh, let's slate. run through the bad quarterbacks. Uh, Hundley's also on the roster. Oh, is he on the Ravens roster? Probably like a practice squatter though. Uh, okay. Okay. So no one feeling positive and strongly positive, like rationally positive, on the Ravens right now based on their quarterback situation. Right. Right. I think so. Do you want to run down this list Please. that we have? Of, this uh, is remarkable. So, if you're settling in for a, for a nice long weekend of quality football, 
uh, I don't know what we're going to be getting. You know, I I think this tends to happen when we get these stretches where you get a couple guys in. You're like, ah, this is this is the worst slate ever. I I truly believe this week eighteen matchups all across the league. It's the worst of all time. It dare might be a little say, hyperbolic. Go ahead. Dare I say the first game on Saturday is the best quarterback matchup of the uh one of the top two quarterback matchups of the entire weekend. I think so. So you're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Great Kansas quarterback. Chiefs, Everybody knows Always watchable. Versus the mighty, mighty Jared Stidham's <laughs> of Las Vegas. Everybody. My guy, my guy Stiddy. Put up an amazing performance against the best defense in football last week. It felt like Josh McDaniels had a bit of an axe to grind. It felt like Jared Stidham was like, I am auditioning for this job. I finally I'm showing, got my time. I'm showing Devontae Adams why he should make me the uh, the starting quarterback next year. I'm, I'm showing Bill Belichick why he should have just kept me instead of drafting Mac Jones. It felt like Stiddy, Stiddy was moving with the football. Here he comes good. Jared Stidham. He was oh, tough in right. the pocket. Jared he wasn't Stidham. afraid to take a hit. The pay- Patriots love Jarrett Stidham, as Diana Rossini used to tell us. Yeah, was, they loved him. I an erroneous I, report. I'm really, looking, I'm really looking forward I'm to this Stidham game. I'm a Stidham guy. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a good game. Really? I, yes. I don't. I don't have any faith that this is going to be a good game. I, I feel like this game is going to be over in the first quarter. The it's Chiefs just my defense gut. Uh, has been bad, and I, I, I don't think that last week was necessarily just a one-week flash-in-the-pan type thing. So at the very least, I, I still think Kansas City wins the game. Okay, well, let's hold applause until we, we get through this list. But as of right now, that might be the front-runner, Sidham versus Mahomes, yep. as the best game, best game. of this weekend, yep. which is followed up by, I just had his name in front of me, Joshua Dobbs. Correct. Who is Joshua Dobbs? Joshua Dobbs right now is the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. And they are going to be taking on, this is for the division, by the way, the NFC yes, South. Yes, it is. Trevor Lawrence. Can we just cross off Josh Dobbs and just put Derrick Henry? Because, like, okay. I mean, basically, yeah. Derrick Henry's the quarterback we'll, we'll of that team, Derrick. right? I, they, I mean, he's done it before. He's thrown a pass, He's thrown a touchdown pass. They might as well just run the, the Wildcat with Derrick Henry at quarterback all game. Um, all game. He's playing. He got taken off the injury report. He will play. Danico Autry will play for the Titans. They rested last week um, so that they were prepared for this game. Okay, so that's that's Saturday. Everybody. Then you got to wake up and you got to watch all the pregame action. And uh, the first game I have listed here is it Desmond Ritter. Yes, that's correct. Desmond Ritter Desmond for Ritter. the Atlanta Falcons takes on Tom Brady. And I would also like to make a note. There's the a chance Buccaneers. that it's not Tom Brady and it's actually Blaine Gabbert oh, and or Kyle my Trask. God. So oh God. It's, it gets even better. Oh, yeah, they locked up the division. They're not moving anywhere. In the- oh, yeah, okay. no point in playing Brady. Yeah, maybe we get a veteran day for Tom Brady. Oh, uh, one last note, too, on yes. that uh, Chiefs Raiders thing that I forgot to mention. Patrick Mahomes, 430 yards shy of breaking the single-season passing yardage record, Ooh. which is another reason to watch Man, that game. Incentives. But continue with your uh, bad quarterback. Um, and then we have, I think this might be, I'm not sure, without going through the rest of the list, Oh, no, I'm sorry. We have a couple more. So not a lot of, like, starter a QB1 versus QB1. Mac Jones versus Josh Allen. Yep. That's fine. QB1, I think QB1, QB1. We, we all think Buffalo stomps, but, yeah, it, exactly. It breaks the top five. Okay. I, I would say so. And then we've got um, Nathan Peterman <laughs> against Kirk Cousins. <laughs> What I'm glad you're this? laughing. I'm glad Nathan, you're laughing. Nathan I am Peterman thinking, should never start another game in the NFL. Uh, I'm just thinking of Scott Hansen going, welcome into seven hours of atrocious commercial-free football. 
Oh, the witching hour where I go for my third highball. Like, and what are we do doing? Wanna, how much do you want to bet? Sleep by three. How much do you want to bet this is like a one score game? <laughs> Dang. The, the Vikings have this uh, horrible syndrome of only winning one score games. They should win this game, uh, barring they don't rest a bunch of players. 34 33, and they'll be down 33 nothing to start the game. And they, and they want to win because if the 49ers were to lose later on in the afternoon. Uh, then they would become the two seed and 49ers would be the three seed. So my, Minnesota has a reason to play, so they should theoretically win this game. Okay, continuing on, we've got Tyler Huntley and Joe Burrow. Well, again, these these are important <sighs> games. Hopefully, Tyler these are Huntley. important games. Huntley. We're ho- that's the thing. That's where we're at. we are decent hoping quarterback for Tyler matchup, Huntley. but not great. Um, Would rather then, it be Lamar Jackson. So then, oh my goodness gracious, all timer here. Th- this next one, hold on to your butts, Davis Mills. And Sam Ellinger. This is why we watch football, folks. This is why Davis we watch Mills football. versus Sam Ellinger. What, uh, what's next? Uh, then we've got, this. This is an important game, Patriots. Fans. Another one. You're going to want to pay attention to Joe Flacco in the New York Jets against Skylar Thompson in the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, because if you lose against the Bills, you need Joe Flacco to beat Skylar Thompson. Oh. These quarterbacks stink. Oh, continuing. Is there any hope here? No. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, Sam Darnold and Andy Dalton. What is this, 2018? Continue. Okay. Uh, then we've got Deshaun Watson and Kenny Pickett, and I've made my thoughts yeah. very, very obvious about how I feel about that game. This one would be a great game three years ago, I would say. Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson. Two years ago when two Justin years Herbert was a rookie. Ago. Okay, but I'm sorry, still. two years ago, yeah. <laughs> but even still. You know what? I'd take him in college. To, to be fair, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has actually been pretty good as of late. Uh, he was good in that Chiefs game. He, uh, maybe the firing of Nate Hackett has helped a little bit. Uh, but I just I also don't know how much the Chiefs or the Chargers will play because if the Ravens lose in that 1 o'clock slot to the Bengals, then the Chargers game doesn't matter. They can just sit everyone. They're locked into the five seed if the Ravens lose. Well, they the Ravens are the paying six. attention, though, to that game? Absolutely. That game's at 1 o'clock. Yep. They'll know. Of course they know. Because if, if I'm Brandon Staley, I'm like, all right, Easton Stick, get in the game. Justin Herbert, have the day off. <laughs> oh, my God. You're saying Chase Daniel could come in? Oh, is it Chase Daniel? I thought Easton Stick was the backup there. I think Easton Stick was the backup last year, maybe uh, two years ago. I was really excited. Oh, we're not done. Easton Stick football. We're not done. Okay, go uh, ahead. Daniel Jones and Gardner Minshew. In theory. Now, I don't know. Yeah, because there's a chance we don't even see Daniel Jones because, again, the Giants, another one of those teams, locked into the sixth spot uh, in the NFC playoffs. Nick Sirianni said that, that – uh, Jalen Hurts was trending in the right direction, and I had the Eagles initially, have to win. That I initially, game. I don't know why I had initially thought that the Eagles were all set, but no, they need to win that game to lock up number one. Otherwise, San Francisco can jump them, which of course brings us to David Blau and Brock Purdy. What are we doing now? David, yeah, David Blau David fired Blau David Blau into the sun in, over this in a fit of insanity. There was a time where me Ryan Garvin. Really was interested in David Blau. Oh, when he played for the Lions on when Thanksgiving he played for Day. The Lions. Yes, I remember this. And they're like, all right, we're moving He's on good. from, this is pre-Mac Jones. We're moving on from Cam Newton. I'm like, bring me David Blau. I think that's the guy that can bridge until we find our quarterback. And you know what? Maybe we were right to miss out on that one. This one, I'm not, it just is Smith versus Mayfield. Gino that, versus that's Gino Baker. Smith. Oh my yeah, Gino versus Baker. Man. And the, the, I think the Seahawks need to win also. And then we go. Yeah, they do. Dak Prescott versus, I'm taking a stab at this. Is it Sam Howell? Sam Howell. Oh, my is God. Sam Howell Ron officially, no, isn't Taylor Heineke starting in this game? It's probably changed five times since okay, then. Cool. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, said Sam Howell. 
Oh, okay. oh, it is Sam Howell. Riverboat Ron so is all over the place. So it's not Carson Wentz. It's not Taylor Heineke. It's not Robert Griffin. It's not any. Let's get to the okay. uh, no, uh, another top two quarterback matchup of the weekend here. Oh, good Lord. Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers. That one's going to be good. That one's going to be great because here's the thing. Even yeah. if even if the Seahawks win earlier in the day, kind of killing the Lions' chances of getting to the playoffs, they, A, hate Aaron Rodgers to the point where they're going to want to beat him, and, B, Dan Campbell just wants to win a football game, so he'll play all his starters, and it'll be fun to Watch. And that's a primetime game. And there you have I, it. I want Rodgers to lose so bad. That is your slate. That is an ugly slate of football games. 617-779-7937 if you want to weigh in on I'm the so awful sorry. slate on the Patriots Bills coming up tomorrow uh, at 1 o'clock. This is the producer show right here on Boston Sports Original WEEI. This is the producer show here on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. I am Chris Sean, joined by Ryan Garvin yes. once again here in the new year. Uh, and quick programming note for those uh, out here listening. Uh, so next week we'll be on normal time, Saturday morning, uh, 8 to 9. However, mm-hmm. the following two weeks for NFL playoffs, uh, EEI runs special programming on Saturday. We will be moved to Sunday morning. From nine to ten, prior to Weei Football Sunday, we get to sleep a little longer. Yeah, just a smidge longer, Ryan. You get to sleep smidge. in a little bit. Just and then a skosh. We'll be the uh, the lead in into the classic NFL, uh, Weei NFL Sunday with uh, Gresh, Wiggy, and uh, Keith. So, I like it. Yeah, so it'll be a fun little programming note for the people out there. However, we've talked a ton of football already in the program, so yes. let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk some Bruins. Let's talk some C's, even some Red Sox if you want, Ryan. Yes. What's the first thing uh, comes to mind uh, here for the Bruins? My, my question, uh, as we, we talked about this yesterday on Arcane and Mego, and I couldn't really believe what I was hearing, but I maybe after 24 hours, I think I understand it, but I will ask you this question. Please. Christian. Are you ready to love? Uh, Are you ready to love? I'm open to it. The Boston Bruins. Oh, because they have, have that, that aren't now. Just hear me out. I okay. ask you: Are you ready to love? Because they have broke our hearts before, under sure. better circumstances. Maybe not. You know, uh, the the point total through 38 games, which is something historical. I have that up somewhere. Uh, but I will just ask you: Yes, they have broken your heart. Yes, they have let you down when they've, you needed them to carry you through the doldrums of summer as we get through the, the, the early parts of the Red Sox season. And, you know, maybe the Celtics have, have fallen apart and they got knocked out early due to their youth and their inexperience. But with the Bruins, are you ready to buy in? Are you ready to love the Boston Bruins? Uh, yes, I am in love with the Boston Bruins. You're in love with the Boston Bruins. I have been in love with the Boston Bruins for a while now. And I I guess I don't, I guess I don't see the rationale for not being in love with this Bruins team. I understand that in the past, maybe they have fallen short of some expectations. I am well aware of that. I feel as though this is a very different team. Linus Allmark is not Tuka Rask. Uh, I feel emotionally, spiritually, this team is not coached by Claude Julian or Bruce Cassidy, uh, and they're showing you that. And it, on top of that, I understand we're only 38 games through the season, so we're technically not even halfway there. We're and just about shy of that. I, I found this, by the way. Thank you to uh, Dale Arnold. So it's through 38 games so far. The Bruins have 64 points. That eclipses totals of 60 points set by the Canadians in 1977. And the Bruins in 1971 with 59 points. 
This is, as he said, this is getting a little silly, and I might be inclined to agree. It is a historical season so far for the Boston Bruins. Um, And I think the the crazier thing for me is is that I've watched this team all year, and whether it was the beginning of the season without McAvoy and Marchand, uh, this middle straight, they lost Krejci for a little while in the middle there, uh, and even now losing Jake DeBrusque. Which is huge, by the way. Yeah. All people want to talk about with this team is the the uh, the renaissance yep. of Jake DeBrusque and how good the Jim Montgomery has been for him. And so... You, you'd think that they would stumble, and yet still they rise. They continue to face adversity uh, when it comes to injuries, and they don't stumble once, not not even a little bit. Taylor Hall gets shifted up, and you know what? Now you, re- you reunite the line of Coyle, Felino, and Frederick, who are 6-1 and one in 5-on-5 five five play, by the way, and I think that's over like 30 minutes of 5-on-5 five five play. And Trent Frederick, I believe, surpassed his, his career high in goals uh, with the two that he knocked with uh, Los Angeles. So you didn't night. lose any of your third-line scoring, and you lost Jake DeBrusque and had to move Taylor Hall off the third line. That's impressive in and of itself, and then on top of all of that, Aside from injury adversity, you've also faced just adversity in games. You've been down two goals, three goals, a goal late in the game, and yet still they find a way to get one, they find a way to battle back, and they find a way to win, most importantly. They're not even losing those games. Like They've only, they've only lost four overtime games, and what, two of those are shootouts? Like it's this team is just remarkable at finding ways to win hockey games. They haven't lost in regulation since December 9th to Arizona. And not only have they, they still haven't done, lost in regulation at, at home, home in 22 games. Now the thing I will push back on is and I I basically agree with everything you just said as far as and and you've seen them kind of, you know, struggle at the you know Bruce Cassio used to say oh we didn't start on time and and you still I still see that with with this team Definitely. from time to time. I think that was my big biggest concern uh, few weeks ago. The one thing, and who knows, maybe we will never see it. Yeah, I mean, it's still a long season. There's a lot of games left to be played, but they haven't lost back-to-back games yet. They haven't gone on a true losing streak. Skid. Yeah, they haven't. This team, again, I, and that's and I don't, I, and that's the thing. I don't want to say that, oh, it's not sustainable. Because we were saying this isn't sustainable in November when they started and hadn't lost And yet they game. still have continued And that's all pace. they did was sustain it. Like, I feel like at this point, it, it's it's almost foolish to turn around and say, oh, yeah, no, this this is this isn't what they're... This is exactly what they are. I think that it's it's okay to love. Everybody. Everybody listen to me. It's okay Fall to love this Bruins, Bruins team. And if they break your heart... It'll be well Fine. worth it. This it, season's going to be awesome. Something cataclysmic has happened to this team as they currently stand eight points better than everybody else in their conference right now. I, I don't think that it is out of the realm of possibilities to truly fall for this team and buy into what they're doing because, once again, no Jake DeBrusque, no problem. We keep rolling. Ryan, thanks so much for being here today. This oh, has been the WEI Producer Show right here on Boston Sports Original. Keep it locked right here. You have Ken and Curtis coming up next. We'll be back next Saturday, 8 to 9. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Saturday, everybody. See ya. See ya.